Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fire You Can't Put Out. My name is Melvin, and I want to thank you so much for being here. So let's start with the stimulus talks. Mm-mm-mm. So we all got that $400 check a uh, number of months back. Excuse me, $600. So a $600 check, right? Because So the Democrats went ahead and passed um, a gigantic stimulus, and they called it the Heroes Package, and they passed it in May. Think about this. The House of Representatives back in May of 2020 and Mitch McConnell and House Republicans said, don't send that damn thing over here unless it includes some massive, massive tax cuts for all of our rich white friends. And so it never came to be. When Georgia was in the future, the elections in Georgia, the senatorial elections in Georgia with uh, with Warnock and Ossoff. Uh, Mitch McConnell realizing that uh, the picture didn't look good for the for the GOP says, hey, uh, let's go ahead and pass something. And of course, the two GOP senators from Georgia uh, got on board and said, yes, we will vote. We will vote for the stimulus package. Yes. And they thought that this would push them over the top. And it and it could have it very well could have. We have two Democratic uh, senators from Georgia but we almost had two more Nazis, okay? So none of these things are set in stone. They can always go either way because, yes, Ossoff and Warnock won by, I think, 1% and 1.5% respectively. So the numbers aren't gigantic. And then, of course, even with that, the, uh, the people of Georgia, good people of Georgia, uh, said no. No, 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 we're... We're going to go ahead and go with the Democrats. We're going to take a break from, from the Nazis for a little while. So none of that worked out for them, but we did get the $600 stimulus. And when that passed, uh, President Biden, now President Biden, said, all right, all right, that's just a down payment, okay? I'm going to get in there. We're going to do something good for you. That is just a down payment. And I said, yes, yes, <laughs> I like that kind of talk. Let's do this. And, uh, well, now Biden's president. And uh, because they're, they don't, they don't, the Democrats, I mean, they don't want to use this parliamentary thing um, to get the bill passed. They can pass it with budget reconciliation, but there's only, you can only use budget reconciliation once a year. Um because it didn't get used last year, these things kind of add up. The Republicans didn't lo- use it last year. So there's actually two. There's two chances this year to use budget reconciliation. If They have to go alone. They said they'll do it. But I'm starting to lose a little bit of faith. And the reason I'm talking to you today is because I need you to call your senator. Let me tell you how this is likely going to go. And by the way, uh, get, get, get your outrage ready. <laughs> This is not what we voted for. So Biden says, okay. So what we need, what we need to get 60 votes uh, is all the Democrats and 10 Republicans. So 10 Republicans have agreed to meet with Biden. Today, the day I'm taping, they're meeting with Biden. And we may not know what's going to come out of these talks for a couple days. So make sure you get into your senators early, yeah? All right. So... The Republicans ahead of this meeting have went went ahead and said, um, so Joe Biden wants 
$1,400 checks, which by the way, I don't have to remind him, uh, that is not a $2,000 check, but I digress. Biden says $1,400 checks, you know, for each individual family member, money for vaccines, money for state and local governments, money to open schools. And the Republicans said, uh, no. Uh, how about $1,000? And how about they don't go to everybody? And how about, because one of the other things the Democrats are asking for is to raise the minimum wage. And they've said, no, we don't want to raise the minimum wage. The Republicans have also said uh, less money, uh, well, no money for state and local governments, and then less money for vaccines and less money for the pandemic. And um, fewer people, fewer people who qualify, who actually qualify for the stimulus payments. Under the Republicans to be a thousand, um, Democrats fourteen hundred. So, and this is rich, and you'll know why this is rich in a moment. The Republicans have said um, there are households where they make uh, two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars, and they have not lost their jobs, and they're going to get a stimulus check. Oh my gracious, good gravy. Let me tell you what's happening here. The conservatives ha have said that they are concerned that people who do not need the money are going to be getting the money. Let me say that again. The conservatives have said they're concerned that people who do not need that money and likely will not spend that money should not get that money. You still with me? Mind you, these are the exact, some of, the, some of them, identical, exact same senators that went ahead and voted for the 2017 Trump tax cut, which the overwhelming majority of that $2 trillion tax cut went to a bunch of rich people who are just going to hoard it, never going to spend it, and don't effing need it. I would like to welcome the Republican Party into the House. Thank you so much. I deeply appreciate that you are now concerned about people getting money that they don't need. Bless your effing hearts. But... I know what's really going on here, and it has nothing, nothing to do about their concern about money going to people who do not need it. And as much as they're willing to give an S about the budget now and about debts and deficits, as much as they say that they now care about those, I know they don't care about those things. So what do they have to gain? What's really going on here? Let me tell you how this is going to play out. Biden wanting to get the bill through as a bipartisan bill. So with 60 votes and not having to use the parliamentary procedure of reconciliation. Let's say he goes along with them. State and local governments don't get money. Minimum wage doesn't go up to doesn't go up to $15. We don't have more money for COVID. The checks are a lot smaller. 
The bill the Republicans are pushing is about a third of the size. Now, remember, they gave $2 trillion to rich people who did not need it. But now that it's working, people, you know this old song and dance. So let's say Biden goes along with it and says, yes, I like your crappy little bill that pisses and farts all over the American people. I like your bill. Let's do that. And then it gets passed. Your tiny ass checks come in the mail and you don't get any relief. State and local governments uh, are barely keeping afloat. Uh, we don't get the $15 an hour minimum wage. Uh, we don't get the help for state and local governments. Uh, we don't get the COVID relief we need. But the Biden administration gets to say, look at me. I worked with the Republicans. And the Republicans are going to say, look at him. You got screwed. And you got screwed because of him and the congressional Democrats. In 2022, you should make sure to vote for the Republicans. Do you remember when the Republicans passed the first stimulus bill? We, the United States Republican Party, gave you an extra $600 a week. A week in unemployment payments. And we gave you, you know, those $1,200 stimulus packages and so on and so forth. And yeah, yeah, that first bill that got passed was pretty generous and Republicans voted for it. So they can say, look at that tiny ass bill that Biden asked for that passed. That's what the Democrats are doing to you. Hey, remember the bill that we passed in the early? Now, it's, it's revisionist history because after that, the Democrats passed a bigger bill and the Republicans said, no effing way, that can't come forward. We can't have money going to people who don't need it. It doesn't include tax cuts for rich people. We don't want the bill. And that's how this is going to play out. So where do you come in? Right damn here, right damn now. You need to call your representative, your House member, your Senate member, and you need to say, F no. If it's tax cuts for rich people, that stimulates nothing. If it cuts unemployment payments, that helps nothing. If there's no money for COVID, that helps nothing. If it doesn't raise the minimum wage to $15, which is, this is beautiful. I was watching SNL this past weekend and they go, oh, the Biden administration wants to raise the minimum wage to $15. So people will finally be able to pay their rent in 1995. And that's effectively what it is, $15 an hour, because we've been fighting for 15 for so long, doesn't even cover it anymore. And your senator especially call your senator. Now, the House is democratically run. It's a small margin for the Democrats, but they do have a margin in order to pass whatever the hell they want. And Nancy Pelosi, the reason the United States Republican Party hates her is because she is good at getting things passed, getting the things that she wants passed, passed. So you need to call your Republican representative and say, hey, 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 we want this bill. If you want to represent us, and I know that a lot of them are just pretending to represent you, but if enough of you call, they will hear you. Now, whatever bill gets through, Republicans might actually end up voting for it. We don't know. But the bill that comes forward cannot be this stupid skinny bill from, a, from the Republican Party that is now pretending to care about debts and deficits and money going to people who do not need it. Joseph Robinette Biden, you 
and your vice president, whether you run together, whether you run separately, if you do not get this passed at this critical point in history, you will lose re-election and you will deserve to lose re-election. Mark my words. Today, February 1st, 2021. If you let the cons pass this stupid skinny stimulus bill and screw the people of this country after promising them that they were going to get help if they put the Democrats in there, you will lose and you will deserve it. The rich people do not need more money. And the United States Republican Party is still thinking about them and them alone. So there was an article that came out and it said the earnings um, of the 10 wealthiest companies uh, during the pandemic could buy vaccines for everybody. So think about this. Um, The money that was made from 10 companies just during the pandemic, just 10 companies is enough to buy vaccines for everybody. Um, Billionaires pulled in one point one trillion dollars during covid it's a bbc article bbc.com article and when you think about that kind of number the fact that we're all out here asking for these checks these two thousand dollar checks or fourteen hundred dollar checks or one thousand or whatever the hell they're going to uh let slit sluice through the floor and go to us down below you know, let it fall through the little slats in the bridge to us below. Like they take in a trillion dollars and they go, Oh, I'm sorry. You need to pay your rent. You need to pay for food, school, car. <laughs> oh, you need a job. Well then go get a damn job. Jim Jordan tweeted out today that the best stimulus is a paycheck. This is, this is from the old idea that if you need help, you're clearly not doing enough. Never mind the fact that you've been, uh, hamstringed by conservative policies for over 50 years now that were focused on taking money out of your pocket and putting it into the pockets of people who are already too goddamn rich to begin with. So I don't know if you've noticed, but the National Guard has not left Washington, D.C. yet. You know, it's over. Biden's president, uh, Senator Harris, is vice president. Um Mr. Biden's got his cabinet in and ain't he and all the rest. And oh, they're they're rolling things out. They they got all these ex- executive orders. I think it's hilarious, by the way, how the, the whole conservative argument about Joe Biden during the election was that he doesn't he hasn't done anything in forty seven years because now the, the piss and moan uh from the trolls on the right is my God, he's doing too goddamn much. Well, he probably did lots of stuff in those forty seven years too, but you just chose not to notice. Or you chose to blame him for the problems caused by conservatives during that time. But I digress. So the National Guard has not left D.C. There are more fences going up. The FBI has put out more and more warnings about about violence in D.C. So what's the next big date in D.C.? We all knew that January 6th was going to be a wild day. The president said it. President supporters said it. Some of the people in those videos, in those insurrection videos, were wearing hoodies that they had made for the day. It said January 6th, 2021, wild day in D.C. 
Like they knew, like we knew that this was going to be a huge day. Well, inauguration day passed without any violence. And the president's been seated, vice president. You know, he's filling his cabinet. So what's the next big day? Why the hell are they still there? Well, because we can see um, what the right, the alt-right, um, the neo-Nazis, well, I'm repeating myself here. We can see what they're all talking about online. And, of course, there's a whole lot of people that have bounced out of the whole QAnon conspiracy thing. And they're expressing their regrets and they're apologizing. And my God, I don't know how I got taken. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, somebody completely faceless uh, tells you to makes up a bunch of stuff and tells you to believe in it. And then you go and do these dumb things. I don't understand why you did it either. But there are still a few faithful when it comes to this movement. And so here's the rumblings on the right. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Um, the Joe Biden inauguration that happened at noon on January 20th, 2021, not real. Didn't really happen. Uh, there's any number of different ways people think that it didn't happen. Uh, one of them is that uh, it was just a television production. TV just produced the whole thing. It didn't really happen. Amanda Gorman didn't really read that beautiful poem. And Joe Biden isn't really president right now. Donald Trump is. But then there's the other thing, is that they switched faces. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is real. There are people on the right that believe that Donald Trump and Biden, like in the movies, <laughs> switched faces and that Trump is actually still in charge. And I know that this is not true because when President Biden tweets... His tweets are spelled correctly, and I've been checking his uh, his daily schedule, the president's daily schedule, President Biden's daily schedule, and I don't see a lot of uh, executive time, which is the old uh, which is the old phrase for what they called it uh, when the president uh, sat around uh, and ate junk food and drank diet cokes and watched Fox News. Executive time, so I'm pretty sure that that's not happening. But there's also a lot of folks that believe that the real inauguration is going to happen on March 4th. Now, I'm not sure how many of you know this, but we used to switch presidents in early March. Election day has effectively always been the same. Uh, first Tuesday, first Tuesday in, in November. Uh, but with the Constitution, inauguration day used to be March 4th. It's quoting the old constitutional day. Now, when did that change? Well, that changed after Hoover lost the presidency after the economic crash, after the Great Depression, uh, because Hoover did immense damage, immense damage to the country in the, what, four months that he had left of his presidency after he lost the presidential election. And so uh, we said, OK, of course, FDR came in and served four terms after that. So we said, OK, we can't. <laughs> After the guy loses, we can't have him in there for four months just willy-nilly doing whatever the hell he wants, okay? Uh, there's got to be something, something else, okay? We can't, we can't, no more four months of the, of the old, of the lame duck, okay? We got to get the new guy in. Um, they wanted to give the, the new, the incoming president enough time to, to build a cabinet, get briefed, and, you know, get all the, the, you know, the daily briefings and all this other stuff, but 
um, they say, well, well they, and they picked the new date to be January 20th. That's about, what, seven weeks, seven weeks or so after the, yeah, six, seven weeks after, after the election. They said, okay, okay, January 20th is when the new president comes in. Six weeks should be enough time to get, to get the new guy ready. Or excuse me, no, that's uh, 10 weeks. I'm sorry, 10 weeks. Look at me. Look at me doing math right here on the radio. And so that's how we got the new, uh, the new date of January 20th. But there's true believers who say, no, no, no. The old date is the actual date. And the inauguration that happened didn't really happen. And Donald Trump is going to be inaugurated to his second term on March 4th, 2021. So there are still tons and tons of warnings coming into the FBI about how there's possibly going to be another insurrection on that day. You say, man, I, with the insurrection effectively over and the FBI scooping up people and all the rest, um, when do we actually get out of this? And the answer to that is probably never. The damage that was done by Donald Trump and continues to be done by the United States Republican Party is only going to get worse until our countrymen stop putting those people in there. This thing with Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is the worst troll. Just think of just think of somebody from your Facebook feed that says outlandish things and just hammers her feed all day with conspiracy theories and made up things and lies. And well, she's now a representative in the House of Representatives. She advocated for the killing of Barack Obama, of Hillary Clinton, and the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And she is now in the House of Representatives with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and we know all these things. So besides doing that, she also said that uh, Jewish, la- the, the, I'm sure you all know about the Jewish laser thing. Holy hell, I can't even believe I have to repeat these things because somebody, somebody who looking at their face, my God, she sounds just like my Facebook feed. Let's put her in there. And so now she's in there, unfortunately. But this is the new United States Republican Party. Uh, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, who both promoted the insurrection. Uh, Senators. And they're not going anywhere. Like People are just cool with this. And this is how democracy dies. Look, um, we've been able to hold it off for a little bit. But if the American people keep voting for folks like this, uh, we're never going to get out of it. Um, Let's talk about Virginia Senator Amanda Chase. She's often been referred to as Trump in heels. Uh, She recently said, and this is real, um, she doesn't work in D.C., she works in Virginia. She said that the attack on the Capitol was justified. Why? What What would justify this kind of an attack? Well, she says it's justified because of the COVID lockdown. So the fact that we tried to stop a killer disease from killing everybody, and by the way, All these variants that we're dealing with, UK, South Africa, all these variants. Fauci said something today, and he said the reason why we have so many variants is because COVID has gone largely unchecked for so long. It's not going to vary in one person's body, at least not a lot. Um, COVID needs to move from body to body to body to body. You know, it has to continually keep finding new hosts 
And then that's how we end up with these variants. So the fact that we all, we, we've got a vaccine now, several vaccines, and we've got all these variants that are resistant even to the vaccines now, that's our own fault because we put dumpy ass people in charge who didn't know how to respond to a crisis. People believed dumb things that are not real, have no evidence and can't be proven. And now we're getting destroyed by a disease. I, I've long, I've long heard that say yeah, we're not going to be attacked from within or, or we're not going to be destroyed from without. We're going to be destroyed from within. And that's true. We're doing it to the planet. We're doing it to our country. And we really only have ourselves to blame. Um, two more things, and I just want to get out of here. Uh, the Obamacare markets are now back open again. And that's great news. There's an open period. That open period is passed, but because so many people still need health care, especially with COVID, those markets are back open. And millions more people are going to be able to get health care because those markets are back open. Yay! But hold up. <laughs> uh, President Biden signed an executive order reopening the Obamacare markets. But remember, the Trump administration sued in November to overturn Obamacare. And that decision is going to come before the summer. And with six corporatist neo-Nazis on the Supreme Court, it's very, very likely that that is going to be overturned. And so the tens of millions of people who already have Obamacare and the millions more who are getting it as we speak are going to lose it this summer. I'm not even hedging my bets on this one. The Supreme Court, because the Trump administration sued, because Republicans hate when you get help, they sued to overturn Obamacare. And I can't even believe that this is the thing that we're holding on to because it's the closest thing that we can get to as far as any sort of a comprehensive health care plan. If it were up to me, it'd be Medicare for all, F Obamacare, F all of it, I am just goddamn done with this country calling itself pro-life when we don't take care of the people who are inside of it. Another thing, GMC has said they're going to start phasing out gasoline-burning cars. This is a win, 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 win. When? When's it going to happen? Oh, uh, well, by 2035. He's Melvin. 2035 is 2020. 14 years, 14 years away. Yeah, it's 14 years away. Um, but it's not all going to happen in a year. So what you're going to see, and you, we, we can thank California for this, by the way. Uh, China started it because China's, China's date is 2020, 2025. No more gasoline burning cars. And that's great because they got a billion people and they build a lot of American cars. Um, but California said, hey, 2035, no more gasoline burning cars. And with them being the world's sixth or fifth largest economy and Biden in office now saying, hey, we need to move over to electric cars. Um, we need to start investing in this. And yes, yes, yes. And the batteries are getting better. You know, there's less range anxiety with all of them. And we're moving away from oil. Uh, oil's not, I mean, I think it's Exxon is no longer a part of the S&P 500, you know, the, the index on, on Wall Street. And so, yeah, so we're moving away. So, but God damn it, it's, four, it's 14 years. No, no, no. It's going to start happening now. 
and you're going to see this. Fewer and fewer vehicles are going to be continue to be manufactured by GM. And as we get to 2035, I think the complete phase out will happen even before 2035 because I think the fact that China is doing it in 2025 and I think I think India is doing it in 2030. I mean, that's going to push everybody. So California's timeline was was a bit more forgiving. But um, I can't see us having any more gasoline burning, uh, at least passenger vehicles, by the end of this decade. And that's fantastic. I do hope we figure out something and figure it out soon uh, when it comes to um, diesel. Because, um, oh, my God, diesel. <laughs> I've got a bus barn near my house. And, you know, when I go walking in the morning... I walk by and I, I, I swear to God, I, I just, I go, okay, ooh, it just smells so bad. I go, okay, I've got cancer. I got cancer now. This is how Melvin dies. This is it for me. I, I got to go. <laughs> and I go, ooh, that's, I can't really, when my car burns gasoline, unless I'm just standing next to the tailpipe, almost with my face in front of it, I can't really smell it. But with diesel, ooh, that's, that's something different. But we use that in our big rigs. We use that in our school buses. Um, and hopefully we're able to find our way away from that. But at the very least, if we can get these these damn gasoline-burning passenger vehicles off the road, it's a huge step forward. The Biden administration has also said that the government is going to start buying and using more electric cars. And if I'm not mistaken, the most valuable company in the world right now, even though it's it's overvalued, and I say it's overvalued because, because uh, they're, they're not producing cars that people can um, can afford is Tesla. Tesla is a very profitable company. But as as GM and some of these other car companies get into the gas, you know, get out of the gasoline market and get into the electric market, it's going to start putting uh, more pressure on companies like Tesla. So the future looks good. The Biden administration has said they're they're moving over to electric vehicles. Uh, the post office has started talking about, hey, Maybe we should be doing that too. The future looks good. You know, getting away from from burning fossil fuels. Is it too late? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but it it doesn't mean that we shouldn't try it. And when we stop protecting the shipping lanes for oil companies, when we stop fighting in foreign lands for oil, when we stop fighting wars for Exxon and Mobil and oh my God, the richest people in the world are not going to be oil executives anymore. And that's a good thing. I don't know who the electric barons are going to be, but if we're not burning gasoline and we're not fighting wars for gasoline and we're not protecting with our tax dollars, not protecting the shipping lanes for oil companies, I think that's a good move. I think that's a good day. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. (laughs) This is... Just got to catch my breath for a little minute. Okay, I'm back now. <laughs> this is the fire you can't put out. Uh, our official home is tficpo.podbean.com. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash tficpo. Questions, comments, hate mail, just a general statement or inquiry, you can email us at tficpo at gmail.com. Uh, we work hard to not only inform and entertain, but also to keep an open dialogue with you. So feel free to reach out to us. And as always, thank you for listening. We are the fire you can't put out of. We will prevail. Rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. See, rejecting austerity. That's the, and they're pushing these austere things on us. And we just care about the budget. We just care about America. We just care about the, the debts that are going to go to our children. I'll piss off, mate. 
rejecting austerity in favor of prosperity. Special thanks to Kevin for producing and thank you for listening. This is Melvin signing off. And now that I have woke you up, good morning.